welcome Liberty Family Church and uh, welcome guests, great to have you and a happy Father's Day. So for all the dads, we've got a little video clip just for you. Great, so to all the dads, uh, happy Father's Day, hope that you have a great day. Thank you for all your hard work. Thank you for every bit of self-denial, sacrifice that you put into your family for serving them, for the hard work that you put in. Uh, we are so grateful for every little bit. And what a privilege for us as dads to be able to serve our families. So great. And uh, yeah, it is our prayer, my prayer, um, for us all that we continue to serve and model something of who Jesus is, who our Heavenly Father is, to our kids, to our families. Um, and uh, may God grace us to do that all the more every day. So praise God. So I'm very excited uh, to be able to share with you today just something I feel God's really put on my heart and uh, I may get a little bit excited. I'm, I'm certainly feeling uh, the burn of excitement and, and passion inside of me. So I hope I don't talk too fast. Um, so we've been talking for the last few weeks actually uh, about the person and the work of the Holy Spirit inside of us as believers uh, and last week, I got to share from Ephesians chapter 5 something about uh, the new life that we as Christians have, um, this new nature inside of us, um, and uh, how we get to live some of that out, what it means to live as a new human, talking about this new life uh, that's inside of us. And so we were looking at Ephesians chapter 5, uh, and so for today... Um, I want to talk just a little bit more uh, about that. And I really hope and trust and I'm praying uh, that God would genuinely speak to you listening, wherever you may be, whenever you may be listening to this. Um, and so uh, I'd love for us to pray together um, just as we do that. So Heavenly Father, I thank you for this wonderful opportunity even though it's recorded online, it's an opportunity for us to gather around your word and for us to quieten our hearts. And we ask that you would speak to us. I pray, God, that it's not me. I know it's not me. But thank you, God, that I don't have to trust that something of what I've said in this recording would speak. I pray, God, that you would speak to our hearts. And so whatever's on our minds, whatever is keeping us busy in our thinking, whatever the state of our emotions, God, I pray that we would be able to put that aside and that you would speak to us in those spaces, in our thinking, in our emotions, into our current set of circumstances. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are able to speak and we ask that you would, by your Spirit speaking into our hearts, in the name of Jesus, I ask these things. Amen. Amen. So, in Ephesians, I uh, may have gotten excited as well, um, where Paul talks about us being dead, and now we are made alive. Um, Jesus puts a slightly different spin on it, a different way of expressing it, and that's recorded in John chapter 3, verse 1 to 8. And it reads, Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, 
Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. I love this. If you are a Christ follower, if you've put your faith into Jesus, you have been born of the Spirit. New life has been birthed inside of you. All human beings are born of water. We've all been born for the first time in flesh. But if you've put your faith in Christ, you are born again and you have a new life, a new whole way of being. We're a new human. Not just about being a better human. These are the ways that I can. No, no, you are a new human. You have new life inside of you, a new character, new nature. You've passed from death into life. And so I'd love for us to take that and move on into Galatians chapter 5. And so I invite you to open your Bibles with me. It's in the New Testament. It's the letter before Ephesians. So if you have a little mark from Ephesians from last week, you've been camping out there, or just jump one letter forward. And Galatians chapter 5, verse 15 to 26. So I say, Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do whatever you want. But if you were led by the Spirit, you were not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, patience, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Alright, let's just slow things right down and dig in and trust that God will speak, not just so that we understand but that we can experience the life he intended for us to experience from this passage. So let's look at the first two verses, verse 16, verse 17. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. 
For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do whatever you want. What, do, what does Paul mean when he says, the flesh and the spirit? Paul is contrasting the two natures of the Christian. There's the old nature and there's the new nature. So the flesh is the old nature, the old part of us that's sinful, has sinful desires. The old nature is all about self, right? It's all about me. It's what I want. It's what I can get. And, and you know the old self, that old sinful nature shows up when that taxi cuts you off. When your kids keep fighting in the backseat of the car again and again. When there's a black Friday sale uh, and you've seen, you've, you've seen those videos. Or perhaps you've seen something in yourself. You see the old nature arrive when there's that scene on the screen and whether it's the remote or the mouse, your finger just takes a little bit longer to click that button to skip that scene or doesn't at all. There's that part that wants to see and the other part going, no, you've, you've felt that before. The old nature shows up when you are tired, hungry, lonely, or sick. The old nature shows up. The spirit, on the other hand, in the context of what Paul is talking about here, is the new life inside of you that has been birthed by the spirit. It's the spirit nature versus the fleshly nature. Matthew Henry, the old preacher pastor, says the spirit is the new nature inside of you. John Piper puts it like this. That which is begotten by the Spirit, birthed by the Spirit, has the nature of the Spirit, is permeated by the character of the Spirit, and is animated by the Spirit. So we can live a life characterized, this new life characterized by the Spirit, or we can live a life characterized by the old fleshly nature and desires. And Paul calls this way of living, walking, right? I can live in the old nature. I can live in the new nature. I can walk by the old nature. I can walk by the new nature. And so he says, this is what walking in the old nature looks like. And this is what walking in the new nature looks like. Verse 19 to 21, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Right? The, the way of walking that way is expressed. The old nature, you want to live by that? Well, this is what it looks like. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. Now, it's totally surprising in this list of actions that we have envy together with orgies. Like what? Like, you know, envy, okay, you know, we wrestle with that. Orgies, not sure I've wrestled with that anytime recently. Right? Selfish ambition grouped together with 
Witchcraft. What? No, it's not the actions that Paul's after here. He's saying it's the nature that's the problem. It could be this, witchcraft, or it could be envy. The point is it's still an old, selfish, sinful, spiritually dead nature. And we want to go after the actions. We've missed it. Paul cuts to the heart of it and he says the very core of your person is either the old or it's the new. And he contrasts this way of living with the old by a way of living in the new nature with actions produced by this new nature because the spirit has birthed new life in us. And what are some of those actions? What do they look like? The fruit of the spirit is love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And so I've got this old part of me, and I've got this new part of me. And there is a wrestle and a battle and a fight. A clash of the titans, right? The stage is set. If I wanted to be fancy with this video recording, I would have suddenly appeared with a set of boxing gloves or a rifle or a Rambo something or other. There is a fight and a battle that is about to go. Now, some of you may say, well, let's, you know, don't be so dramatic. Okay. Um, it would be so nice. It would be so nice if life was like a good old-fashioned superhero cartoon. Right? You've got the good guys, and you can see who the good guys are. Their color, their dress, their expression on their face. And you can see who the bad guys are. I mean, even their very names and their costumes and how they look and their language. And you just, it's, it's nice and clear for us. Good guys, bad guys. The weapons for the good guys, right? And the weapons for the bad guys and their powers. And, and it's just, it's nice and clear and obvious, isn't it? But... As Christians, we live with these two natures intermingled together, and things are a lot more complex. They're a lot more layered. It's not just single layer, here's the division, old, new, done. There might be parts of my life where it feels like, or maybe even looks like, it's very obvious that the new nature has clearly won the day. And there's so much of my new nature being expressed, and then there's other parts of my life where the old nature is clearly being expressed often. There might be times and seasons in my life where even those will change and the new nature wins or the old nature wins more. There might be things that happen and oh, the old nature just comes right back. There might be things that happen and it's like, whoa, the new nature, this new life inside of me is just so evident. And that comes and it goes and it ebbs and it flows. But the hope is that continuously, in fact, I think this is what Paul is trying to say here, is let's live more in this new nature. And so some people, and I, don't want, this, I want this to be a word of encouragement for us. Certainly I've um, you know, heard enough testimonies, especially at Church camps and youth camps and 20s camps and um, depending what conferences you go to or things you watch and you, and you look at the testimonies 
of people who've come to faith in Christ Jesus and the radical transformation in their lives. And you're like, whoa, I wish I had a testimony like that. And, and for, for many people who've you know, grown up in Christian homes and gave their life to the Lord when they were age six and they just slowly lived this out. And there's almost a sense of like, oh, shame, you know, like, damn, I, I need to go and do something terrible and then let God turn it around. And like, no, no. There are some people who have that radical transformation and praise God for that. Praise God that there's this new life and new nature that just very quickly takes over so much of their new life. Well, takes over is probably a bad way of describing it. Expresses itself, takes ground in so much of their life. But for many people, this is a slow burn, a slow daily step walking in, expressing, taking ground, maturing, sanctifying, bit by bit by bit by bit. And very often, it is hard work. And very often, we can feel discouraged and be like, man, I just feel like I'm not winning this. And winning is probably a good way of expressing it. Because it's a battle and a fight. Martin Luther said, the more godly a man, the more does he feel that battle. The closer I get with God, the more I realize, oh my gosh, look at this old nature. Look at how much of me is actually fraught and needs to be changed. The more godly, the more like Christ I am, the more I'm like, oh man, this is so hard. This just keeps coming back. John Calvin said, if we could obey the Spirit, we must labor and fight and apply our utmost energy. And we must begin with self-denial. Old self? Put down. In fact, Paul says, verse 24, Galatians. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions. Right? That old nature, you kill it. You crucify it. You starve it. You suppress it. You don't satisfy the desires of that old nature. You satisfy the desires of the new nature. Like, I so want to watch that. No, I'm going to watch this. I so want to go there. No, I'm going to do that. I want to spend my money here. No, I'm going to go spend it there. I want to say this. No, I'm going to say that. I want to think this. I really need to change my thinking. Right? And, and until the new desires inside of you, like, oh, I really want to do this. What a pleasure when that comes. You know, I want to give my money here, not spend it on myself. I actually want to spend time with you and give of my time, even though I could do something else. I actually want to get down and look my kids in the eyes with tears running down their faces and say, tell me about it. Let me understand. Where are you at? And to sit knowing that they cannot express themselves, but you're there for them, even though the game is on, the briar's going, that I've got better things to do, whatever it is. You're there to serve, love, and give. So I cannot bring old Matt and myself and, and bring like some kind of better Matt. You know, the good side of Matt. Hmm, there is no good side of Matt. There is 
no good side of me. There's none. And the more we read the gospel, understand the gospel, the more I see that. But God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would have eternal life. New spirit breathed inside and new nature and there's a new mat. There's a new mat living inside of me. <laughs> what? That's, that's amazing. And so I need to take old mat and bring him to the cross and crucify the old self, the old me. I need an external source of power, someone way stronger than me. I need to come to Jesus and to his cross and to crucify old Matt. Here's the thing. Old Matt loves to get up again. Amazing. Old Matt comes up and I thought we dealt with this. Where did that come from? Here we go again. Crucify. Kill old self, old nature. and, and, And access new life of God. New nature. New Matt. Spirit breathed Matt. And so when I come to the cross, I'm born again. And old Matt is dead. And old Matt wants to come up. And I go to the cross and crucify old Matt. And I come to the cross again and again. And communion is so helpful to do this. And go, God, look at what you've done. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for new life. Old gone. New come. Yes, and I confess my sin and I crucify Matt again. And I take on this new life and I put on the new again and again and again. Ah. And so verse 25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Oh, you've been born again. You live by the Spirit. Well, let's, let's keep in step with the Spirit. Now, Translation, depending on which translation you read, they may say, keep in step with the Spirit or walk by the Spirit. It's a little bit difficult for them to translate exactly what's being said there. So that's why we have the slightly different versions. Now, NIV has gone for a, an idiom in English, right? And so there's an idiom that says to keep in step. That means to conform or to act in accordance with someone or something, Especially by doing what is considered correct, proper, acceptable, etc. So to keep in step with the Spirit is to act in accordance with this new Spirit-birthed nature inside of me. Or you could go for how the ESV translated. Since we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. And so the language there is one of a marching army. Right? If you go and do a little bit of research on the language and the root word and the whatever, as best as I can understand it, I'm, I'm reading other guys here, not me. Right? There's a link to a word that talks about marching in step with an army. You have a whole army and they do that and they make that sound, which is uh, powerful. You want to march in time with that army. March in step with that army. Don't be out. You don't want to be that person who's out of rank out of step it's not not in accordance with them but the spirit is marching in a certain way and i'm going to live step walk 
keep in step with that, with the spirit, with the new nature inside of me. So the way of the spirit, the actions of the spirit, the desires of the spirit are such and such. They are this. And so I must conform to those ways, those actions, those desires. Live in that. So if I was to break this down, there's really three steps I think we're looking at here. Is to see that there is a new nature and an old nature. And to understand that there is this colossal battle and fight and botsam. Botsam. Hope I got the right Afrikaans there. And so... There's this battle. We need to kill the old and live in the new. Always, 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 always. How do we do that? Well, I think we need to come to the cross daily. And communion is so helpful because it's this reminder and proclamation to ourselves and to others, to one another. We do this as a community. And so if you are sitting and sharing Uh, some space with with other uh, Liberty family church members or actually just other Christ followers, I invite you to come to the bread and the juice now, the wine, and to remember that this is Christ's body broken for me, his crucifixion. I want to associate with myself being broken. Old nature, break. Come on. Get a little bit of determination here, a little bit of commitment. Old nature, die. Jesus, uh, grape juice, the wine, that's his blood, poured out. The evidence of his death. Jesus, you died for me. I want to die with you. Old nature, die with you. And when he was raised to life, new spiritual Life can be ours as well. And one day, there will be a physical and spiritual resurrection with him, just as he was raised as well. So we get to live in that new life. And so, old nature, dead. Flesh, gone. Die, again. New nature, the spirit, the spirit life inside of us can take ground and grow and I encourage you to pray with one another. And maybe you're, maybe even now, just asking the Spirit to convict you and to show you where is this old life being expressed way too much? Or, even better, what does the Holy Spirit want to do in your life now? What part of your life is He putting His finger on and saying, that thing needs to die? And part of that dying is not just pray the prayer, it's actually making the decision. Make that change. Excess grace. If you're like, oh, this is so hard. Yeah, dying is hard. It's not, no one likes to die. That old nature is going to fight and kick. And maybe you need some brothers or sisters in the faith to come around you and help you. Maybe you need to confess it. Bring it out. I, this is what I've been doing. Or this is what I want to try and do. Please help me. Pray with me. Pray for God's grace. Pray for that new spirit life inside of you. New nature to take that ground. So, Father, I thank you for my friends and spiritual family of Liberty Family Church. Holy Spirit, I thank you for the little proddings that you are doing right now in our hearts, convicting us, all each of us. This is what I want to do. This, what about this? 
bringing things to mind, whatever it may be. And I thank you, God, that it's not just about conviction and telling us to do better, but it's actually about saying, I want to bring life in this area. God, you want to bring life in this area. You've given us your spirit, generously poured him out into our hearts. And it's your power that enables us to do it. We have no power to do this in and of ourselves. Thank you for the cross of Jesus. Thank you for the life of Christ. Thank you for the life of the spirit inside of us. Thank you for our community of friends and faith, family. God, help us and lead us. And so we take communion, we eat this bread, drink this cup in remembrance. We want to live in your power. In Jesus' name we pray.